We're potting this together. It's the podcast where we guide you through our favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. I'm Indoni. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. Grab your black cats, because that's what Indoni thinks being a witch is about. Today, we're watching Twitches. Two teen witches who were separated at birth and were adopted by two different families meet on their 21st birthday and must use their powers to save the world in which they were born where their mother still lives. Uh, I thought it was interesting that this movie was about 21-year-olds. Yeah. That's a little different from the other decoms. Fun fact, the people playing most of their parents were only like nine years older than them. Yeah, I looked that up. Like, when I was watching it, I was thinking, like, that dad is not old enough to be that her dad. But I mean, like, they adopted. But at the same time, <clears throat> that still means he adopted them when they were nine. Or he was nine, so. Yeah. I, I mean, remember. who are you to say that a nine-year-old isn't ready to take care of a child? An ex-nine-year-old. As an ex-nine-year-old and someone with a mental mentality? Mental mentality. <laughs> I mean, like, I know as a nine-year-old, I could have adopted a child, but I don't think anybody else could. Yeah. I'm kidding. I still barely keep myself alive. Who's seen this movie? I haven't. I have. I have. So you guys definitely knew that Twitches was because they were twin witches the whole time and not just when they mentioned it? Well, it was also part of the um, the advertising for it. Oh. Yeah, they did that. Go Twitches. Go Twitches. Well, yeah, but did they actually trailer. say in the trailer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They did that scene from the like coffee shop. Okay. Where they talked about get it because tween witches twin witches uh, uh, exactly uh, yeah I totally got that the whole time then was it based off a book I could totally see this being like a young age a young adult yes it says it based on the popular twitches book series published popular. by Scholastic Press yes very oh popular. man this is so it is very Scholastic Press it looks exactly like the Animorphs novels that's the type of font that like with a glowing acid green outline around white text and then like just the photos on the cover. Oh man, one of these one of these book covers has blam kind of kapow shape, you know, that shape. Uh, it says $1.99. That's such a reasonable price for a book. Anyways, let's talk about this movie. Um, this one starts with really, really stellar acting from Andy Weir and Tara from Buffy. <laughs> oh my god, was that Tara from Buffy? No, it wasn't. No, and but, that oh was not god. Andy Weir. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it was. <laughs> like, wait a minute. It was like a woman wearing a Party City level Halloween dress and a man wearing mucho skyliner. Mm-hmm. And, and like, a lot of eyeshadow too. We must save the babies from the darkness. Let's take them away. I'll take them this way. Their acting was just like perfect. Well, throughout the whole movie, I noticed that like the vocal audio sounded like they re-recorded it mm-hmm. after the fact. It was very odd. I noticed that too. I was hoping there was like trivia about that, but I didn't find any. I didn't look. Um, anyways, yeah, so a prophecy, gotta save the babies. There's a dark pixelated smoke cloud coming to take them. And the two terrible actors take the babies away. Do you think they're terrible actors or do you think they were just like purposely, like they knew what movie they were in? Because I thought it fit very well. I'm glad they didn't act well. Um, I don't know. They were kind of my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, their cute bickering was adorable. Well, and like towards the end you find out they were, like they've been in an on-again, off-again relationship was just adorable. Yeah. They They were my favorite part as well, but also just like, 
their acting was not good. <laughs> I, I did like her, even though her acting, I think, was even worse than the guys. I liked her a lot. The guys seemed to get better as the movie progressed. Yeah, she might have gotten worse as the movie progressed. <laughs> he was just, like, sucking the talent out of her. 21 years later, Cameron is drawing a girl that looks like her but isn't. Alex wakes up and she's, like, laying in the same pose as the girl in the drawing. And we the same amulet. That her mom died, and I thought for a second that the girl she was talking to was supposed to be, like, her adoptive mom or something. But I thought so, too. Yeah. She's, like, sleeping on... I don't know. It was very confusing. This movie gave no regard to age because all the parents were only, like, nine years older than Tia and Tamara. Yeah. The whole backstory of her adoptive mom dying had no place in this movie. No, it's pretty unnecessary. Well, I think it had, like, a little bit of bearing later on when she goes back to their home dimension, I want to say. And, like, she seems to immediately bond with their birth mother a lot faster and, like, tighter, you know? That's fair. Yeah. And there was also, like, the thing where she wanted to go seek out her mom. Sister didn't because she had her mom already there. Yeah. Um, But I think you could have done that without killing off her mom a month before. Like, if she had just been raised in a foster home or something. No, nah, they really needed to make, like, a huge dis- disparate difference between them. Like, one is rich, has both parents, super bubbly and excited about everything. And the other one is, like, narcissistic, no dad ever, dead mom, no job. That's what I'm saying. If she had been raised in, like, a foster home or something, like... Well, but then the foster backstory would be a little bit unnecessary. I don't... Like, it's a Disney movie, yeah. so them killing off the parents is, like, pretty expected at this point. I feel like it's also easier to establish, like, a tragic background with just saying that a parent died than having to show, like, a foster family and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, Alex wakes up to a... a she Someone did her a big spook because this little girl in a witch costume mask. A spooky witch mask. I don't remember ever seeing masks like that because I would have been... Okay, I guess I would have been, like, 15 around this time, but I had little sisters, and I don't remember these specific costumes being in vogue. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen, like, a, a witch mask that looks like that. Like, green with a long nose and warts and stuff. Or, like, a really open mouth. Oh, you gotta shovel the candy in somewhere. So the little girl did her a spook. I thought that was supposed to be her sister or her daughter. Right, yeah. But then we find out that I think it's the daughter of her best friend? No, it's the no. little sister of her best friend. Okay, so yes. just all of the 21-year-olds live with their parents in this movie. I mean, that seems correct yes. nowadays. And, like, they didn't seem, I guess, like, the one, she seemed like she was in school or whatever, but this other girl, it would have made more sense to me if it were, like, her friend had a daughter at 21 than, like, friend living with very little sister in a small, like, apartment, possibly. I think she, and she mentioned she had, like, three sisters, so I think there's supposed to be more sisters there. Yeah, well, where's the rest of, well, I guess there's two others. Maybe she's, like, the middle one. Although her one sister is very young. At the same time, this is the movie where there's, like, a party for a 21-year-old with no booze and a bunch of kids running around. And, like, they never mention how weird that is, that that's her 21st birthday. I didn't see kids. There were definitely kids at the Halloween party. Like, in the background, people who are, like, significantly shorter in costume dancing around. It just seemed like this movie couldn't decide. It seems like they really wanted to use Tia and Tamara. And that they... They knew they couldn't get away with making them teenagers, so they just made them slightly older but left everything else the same. It does kind of seem like that. It did. And they kind of just shoehorned in, like, the um, Cameron's an art major. Yeah. They, it was one throwaway line. She was like, oh, well, I'm an art major. Yeah. And so apparently she's going to school. Do we know which 
which Maori twin plays which character? Um, yes, yes, I definitely do off the top of my head. I do. Button. Off the top of my head, I know that Tia played Alex and Tamara played Cameron. And I do so not Tamara have is the one. No, Tia is the one with the mole right here, the beauty mark. Yeah, Tamara was the rich one. Tia was the poor one. Life is always great for her because she's rich, which is what we find out next. Cameron's apparently rich. And Filthy she's an art rich. major, and she's doing art that she's still like hanging on her wall as if she were a high schooler. But also, all of the pages are really aged, as if she's like drawing on scrolls and then hanging them up, which I thought was really funny because they're all kind of rolled up and like browned. Well, she did mention that she had done those years ago. Yeah, but like I've I've had art like it gets yellowy, but like it doesn't get like witch scroll parchment paper. Listen, that's what witches are about: black cats, scrolls, and warts. All of which I have. All the cigarettes. So she's rich and clairvoyant, which we find out because she's playing tennis with her dad, who was kind of like a like physical comedy relief of the movie. I mean, not that the movie was like super serious most of the time, but he like he must have done like some light stunt acting when he was younger or something, because because he like fell all over the place. Normally, I don't care for physical humor, um, but he really pulled it off. It was, yeah, he had some like really funny moments. I th- the timing was good with him. He he had good comedic timing. Cameron knows when the phone's gonna ring, and she knows who it's gonna be. What a shitty superpower, huh? Especially yeah. like in the world of caller ID, where like she had, like answered at one point and like said her best friend's name. Like now, that's you're like shit. This is like wasted. Honestly, I would love it because I get so many calls from unknown numbers, and it would be really great just to be like, "Hey, telemarketer," but. I guess I am psychic because I always know it's going to be that telemarketer. There you go. I always know because the first six digits are the same as my phone number. Yep. Um, so Alex is trying to get a job because she wants to be off the couch of her best friend's mother. Also, her best friend has a room with like Justin Bieber type like boy band posters still hanging in it. And I know that like even in high school, I was like, maybe less simple plan posters. Were you though? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> by high school especially like senior year is when you start trying to like i'm an adult now and you kind of go obsessive. yeah so like the fact that she still had like very middle schooly then it boomerangs back in your mid-20s when you're like all right i love all this stuff again you put it back up on your wall I feel like maybe not if you're at your parents house if you're still at your parents house you're trying to like really like do some interior design to make it clear that you're not a child Mm, I am a child though, so I had like video game posters and stuff hanging up when I was still at my mom's. House. Yeah, I think video games are different than like pictures of like teen heartthrob Jonathan Taylor Thomas. All right, yeah. so don't look at the wall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's like walking by. It's Cameron. She's on the bus. Cameron is who I was talking about. Is going to go into a store, and then Alex gets off the bus to go into the store because Magic Man wants her to. And they put up, he puts up signs on the store that she's walking by, the store which Cameron is inside because they're trying to get him to meet. And it says, like, help wanted. And then she keeps walking. And it's like, please, really? And then it's like, no, stop. And it's like, we're desperate, are the signs that are outside the store. Yeah, she's really very hard-headed. Well, like, she shouldn't work at that store, though. I don't think it's hard-headed to be like, maybe Hot Topic. I thought, okay, so there were all these signs, and she kept trying to walk past, she's looking for a job, she's out on the streets looking for a job, and there's a sign that says help wanted, and she's like, nah. So she knows that that's not a thing that she wants to do. Um, But then she keeps walking past the signs, and she's like, all right, universe is telling me to go in here, and she goes in, she asks for a job, and the lady's like, no, and she was like, she fought for it, and I was like, 
you didn't want the job in the first place. Maybe but she just also, didn't think that she would actually qualify for it. She's like, mm, no, I've got no experience. So. so she goes and she asks just the cashier for a job. And then the cashier, at first she fights her and then like they they have an argument she ends up giving her the job no paperwork she's like all right go clean up the, the the back and i'm like first of all you're the cashier you're probably making minimum wage secondly you're there's no paperwork whatsoever yeah there's no background basically check. yeah so basically this girl walks into a store and asks the cashier for the for a job and the cashier's just like you know what i can make some random stranger do my job for me <laughs> like, all right go back there and clean up the the changing rooms and just goes on her break <laughs> i mean it was just a fault it, it was just an error on both their sides because it's like there's no background check you have no idea what this girl's experience is or like what kind of crazy criminal she could be and then also like you have no guarantee that this story is going to pay you because they don't have a record of you her initial reaction where she just like looked at her and she's like you're not working here i actually had i could make a pantsuit look unprofessional is what i do to grown-up clothes and I had a job interview at some like fancy dress store one time. And like the woman, one of the parts of the interview was like putting together an outfit that you would give to like a potential client or whatever. And I, she's like, if only you dressed like the, the outfit you put together here today. She's like, I don't know why you would wear that to an interview here. And I didn't get the job. She was right. I was dressed like shit. Like, but like, I never to have her like say that to me. I'm just like, wow. Okay. That sounds fucking brutal. But it was like when she said it, it's not like I could argue. So it was like it was brutal, but it was also like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily an insult. It was like, no, that's fair. I'm wearing moccasin type shoes. They look like slippers. This I did not plan this out. Oh lord. I was nineteen. They finally bump into each other in the story, even though they've passed by each other like within inches, I think like four times by now. I think they made eye contact a couple times. I read a study that said if you saw a video of your, if people like see videos of themselves basically, like without the context of knowing that it was them, that you wouldn't be able to tell yourself in the crowd because like you can't see what you look like to other people. Say like uh, your podcast host is on a bus and drives past you walking on the sidewalk and sends you a picture of yourself with no context. Would you recognize yourself? I, it depends because there's sometimes where you see pictures of yourself and you look like you're like, oh, I didn't know I had a role there or something. Or you're like, oh, is that actually me? Or like, a, you, like your hair is doing a thing in the back. Mm -hmm. Or if they zoom in on your feet for some reason, you're like, oh, that's what my feet look like. I do think there was something with the angle of your phone that made me look like I had cankles. And I was like, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, oh, so this is a scenario that has actually happened. Once. Three oh, times. Tony wasn't in the group chat at that time. <laughs> nope. Sammy and I both worked downtown and there was like a couple week period where we were like, I kept passing her and I might have taken pictures of her and then just texted her those pictures and said beep beep as if I were catcalling her. So they get the job and then they hold hands, which I actively avoid touching people. So I could have been a twitch and just never realized that we have super magic electricity powers ever, ever. Yeah, I don't often hold hands with strangers. Well, the tomboy one was trying to avoid holding hands, and then the rich one was like, hey, let me at you. Could be considered harassment. But they're sisters. It doesn't count. Sure. Let's just say that. Let's say family can do whatever they want to each other, and it doesn't Not count. Not a slippery slope at all. Nope. So they find out that... Cameron can go to the other dimension in closets. It's not just her closet. But they don't really explain it at this point. So it just seems some like Sabrina the Teenage Witch ripoff where the other dimension is through a closet. 
I don't know if it's some allegory for gayness, but. Oh, it's definitely an allegory for gayness. I mean, all of Harry Potter is an allegory for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Cameron takes Alex home and they practice magic and look at art. They find a portal, their guardian angels are there. They want them to fight the darkness. Cameron wants to help, Alex doesn't because Alex is rich and scared and she likes her perfect life and she doesn't want anything to change. Other way around. Al this was when, at some point it switches. So Alex was the poor one. Um, oh, you're right. Cameron was like initially gung-ho to have a sister, but she didn't think that having a sister, I think she may have been a little bit excited to find out that Alex's mom had died and she didn't have a dad because then like, you just get your she sister just, to move in. Yeah, bring her into her. I don't think she would ever like admit that, but I think that was kind of the intention with that. Mm -hmm. And then, like, she could just move her sister into her perfect, like, her sister doesn't even have a place to live. So, this is basically sister-sister with magic powers. Is that what sister-sister was? They, like, found each other? Yeah, the same yeah. way, like, while shopping. Yeah, it's the exact same situation. They run into each other in a closed seat. I vaguely remember that from the, from the opening intro song. That's important because when we covered sister-sister, we didn't watch the first episode, so we didn't know how they met. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in the intro song, isn't it? Well, but the typically the bootleg YouTube versions that we watch don't include the theme songs. So, oh. thank you, theme song. Once they get to the other realm or the mortal, in Sabrina it was the mortal realm, and then I don't remember they called the witch place. But once they get there, they find out that they're supposed to power of two it to fight the darkness. That's Coventry, called. Coventry is where they're from. Yeah. Yes. Which I guess is like a play on the word for a coven, which is a group of witches. Yes. Sure. Um, it does seem that everyone <clears throat> there has powers. Like that's just what they do. They have yeah. powers. Or maybe it's just royals that have powers, which would maybe. explain why they're royals and the imbalance of power that exists in all governments. We should really have explored a little bit more about that power dynamic there. We know nothing about Coventry. As far as we're concerned, there are like five citizens of Coventry. That's true. There's like five people holed up in the castle and then the rest of Coventry is covered in darkness. The castle's totally empty too. There's like no... Yeah, the mom has to bring staff. a statue to life later on just for some company. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Alex doesn't want to help because she has the gift of knowing, whereas Cameron has the gift of sight. So she knows everything that happened before they were born and after they were born. So she knows that their dad died trying to protect them. Yeah, and she's like, I want nothing to do with this. I know how it ends. And Cameron's like, I just want to help. I want to help my new family. She's very gung -ho. That, Yeah, it's weird that she makes a 180 later on, but uh, hu humans are, are fallible and weird. And complicated. And... So Alex runs away and Cammy chases her. Oh, I'm confused about the next transition. The darkness is spreading into their dimension. Mom wants to help them. Mom who? Which mom? Oh, no. Which babe? Yes. Which power? No, yeah, which mom? Yeah, stepdaddy is most likely evil. Oh, he was like, from the first second you see him, you're like, this is the one white guy in this movie. And he's got black leather gloves on. Yeah, Always. there's no way. He looked like, did either of you watch Charmed? A little. He was Balthazar. giving me some serious Balthazar vibes the whole time. Yeah, he definitely had like just the whole... Also, I'm pretty sure that actor played the professor that Kelly Kapowski slept with on Saved by the Bell the college years. Mm, uh, I don't know. Let's look that up. Patrick Fabian. That's a nice that name. Like, yeah. Well, I looked it up and there's a lot of models male models with that same name. It's a very model name. He dated Kelly Kowalski secretly on Saved by the Bell, and she broke up with Zach Morris again so she could date the professor. He had like really long brown hair though. 
I mean, that's fine because I keep on like these random little clips on YouTube keep showing up that are like summaries of episodes of Saved by the Bell. And Zach Morris is a piece of shit. Yeah, he's garbage, but she's not great either. I never cared for Saved by the Bell. I thought it was a little cheesy. Um, it had the same quality to me as like Full House. I also watch Full House a bunch. I know. We have I did not watch Full House <laughs> and I only, I don't really remember any episodes of Saved by the Bell. I just know that I watched it. Back to this movie. Um, so this is the confusing part. The darkness is spreading to the third dimension. I think we just get like a little glimpse of it in the ceiling or something. Witch Mom knows that they're alive because she can feel it and her amulet glows. Step Daddy, who is brother of their dad. He's their uncle. So, yeah. Their fraternal, yeah. paternal was, uncle. Well, Mom is like definitely boning now, right? Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, they were married. So you oh, gotta were keep they? It, you gotta keep it royal. Yeah. They were, like, it was explicitly mentioned that they were married it was a total Lion King situation. Okay. Yeah. Where the... Wait, did Simba's mom marry Scar? Yes! Yeah. Huh. I haven't watched Lion King since I was a kid. I mean, it's also a Hamlet situation. Oh, I know that. Wait, is Lion King based on Hamlet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so they're protected by their father's love, just like Harry was protected by his mother's love. Um, yeah. It's a very similar theme. Wait, and Alex's best friend was a ginger. Ish. Yeah. But there's no, there's no like smart third character. The little girl. I don't think the little girl's Hermione. Not yet. She's like five. Give her time, Andoni. Well, Mm. there's also switches too that we're gonna get to eventually. So who knows? Yeah. Um. So there's a lovely little montage, a magic montage, which I needed. And they're making up spells, and it's all rhyming and stuff. It's cute. It was um, super cute. I liked the scene. They were just they were exploring their magic powers together and just like wandering around the city, like pointing at people and making them do things. It's a it movie from two thousand five that called out cat calling a shitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's like a man talking on a cell phone of the diner they're at. So they do like a thing to make his soda bubble up and get them all damp. Uh, I had an issue with that because their rhyme said something about messing with his food and then they mess with his drink. So they have a little montage. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, are they back at Alex's place where she's staying? Right? And then the darkness appears again and tries to grab Cammy, and then Alex saves her by taking her hand. Which yeah, was, that part was like a little bit of bad acting. They magically make a portal to Coventry, which she later finds. At first, she thought, like, just she thought really hard and made a portal, but it turns out it's the power of love that can portal you to Coventry or something like that. If you met your, I guess it's, I, I was adopted, so I met a bunch of my family recently, and you're like cool with them all, but like, it's not like an instant, like, we're blood connected. Like, I don't know that it would be different with twins, maybe, but like, you do notice like similarities you have with that person, but you're not just like immediately like, I love you so much as if we've been raised together our whole lives. Yeah. A whole lot of stuff happened in a single day here. And the the friend, the one with the sister, the small Lucinda. Sister, yes. Um, she calls it out later when Alex was like pouting about her sister and she's like, you've known her six hours, calm down. They were all very emotionally exhausted. This is a lot for one day. Like she went out like, I'm going to get a job. And then she got a job and then she lost her job. But then she got a twin sister. And then maybe she's losing her best friend. And then they have to save the entire fucking Coventry, which is a place that exists because, hey, and then they use everything. 
they also really don't question the fact that they have magic. Like it happens like within the first 30 to for to like 60 seconds of the meeting, they like touch hands and like time slows down. And it's like, oh, okay, we've got powers. Either we have powers or I have a crush on you. <laughs> One of those Ugh. is a lot more troubling. They did, I think the first time they touched hands, all the clothes fell off the ma- mannequins. So yeah. that might have some weird Oh my God, you two and your gay fucking subtext. No, I did not. I draw the line at incest, <laughs> which I think came up in the Sister Sister episode. <laughs> About the, t- the Tia and Tamara and the Maori sisters brings out this side and Sammy that I don't think I like, frankly. <laughs> okay, so they're back in Coventry, <laughs> and and I guess their guardians, whose names I can't remember, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong and Soccer Mom McGee. Uh, anyways, they're like, you gotta fight the darkness, and now they've switched mentality they've swapped places they're parent trapping us i guess and alex is the one that wants to fight and cameron's oh. like nah bro i'm out so then they leave um yeah because the cameron runs away and then alex also runs after her and then cameron like speeds off in her bmw tesla supercar mm-hmm. porsche sure also and- i thought it was so funny that like alex runs up to this fence and she stops like she stopped <laughs> by the fence and like Six inches over, the, the fence just ends. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a huge barrier so right there. Away. So at this point, Alex has a fight with Lucinda, and then she makes her own portal back to Coventry. This is the um, part where she was own. like, she storms off to go into Lucinda's room to like, she's acting like Lucinda is her mom here. Uh-huh. She doesn't even know. And she's like in this like, middle school looking room where I thought it was the younger sister's room. She storms off in there and she tries to sulk and then Lucinda comes in she's like, uh, can I have my own room please? Thank you. Yeah, go back on the fucking couch. Yeah, and then and then Alex storms out and just like locks herself in the bathroom. And then she portals away. And then she portals away meantime, meanwhile Cameron is going to her birthday party her big, her big birthday bash her 21st birthday bash with no booze and lots of children. Which, like, if that's people's thing, cool. But it's just weird nobody talked about it and that her best friend kept on trying to get her to, like, hook up with dudes. Yeah. And also her best friend knew that she just had this super huge situation. Just, ha- like, she met a twin that she didn't she didn't know that she was a twin. She just met a totally new sister. And the friend's just like, all right, forget about your twin sister that you just met three hours ago. Um, let's hook you up with some dudes. And then Alex is in Coventry and she meets her real mommy. And then they're chatting about stuff and she's connecting with her mom because her adopted mom is dead, so. I get that, you know, this is like their first time meeting and stuff, but also your world is about to end and you know that if both of your daughters aren't there, the other daughter's going to die and you still spend like an hour catching up. Maybe it's like Halloween time where time works differently there. It didn't seem like it though because the whole party had progressed and she like had spent a bunch of time with Zorro. She blew out a cake with magic because like three candles went out after she was done blowing on it. Right? Thank you. <laughs> and then like uh, the the stepdad uncle runs in and he's like, it's here or whatever. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I guess we should probably do something. She's super vulnerable when it's dark out. Yeah. So the, we didn't really talk about that. Like uh, Alex is the moon child and her powers are strongest when the moon is out and Cameron is the sun child and her powers are 
best when the sun is out, which we didn't really see a lot of. They seem to have equal powers all the time. Well, the entire movie takes place in one day. That's so. true. So Cameron should have been like the stronger one this whole time because it's daytime. And we should have seen Artemis being like, not Artemis, well, she is Artemis. Um, you know what? Because each of them has three names. It's Tia, Alex, Apollo, T- Tamara, Alex, Cameron, Artemis. Any combination of those names. But they each have three <laughs> names that we could refer to them as. They do. Um, but anyway, yeah, Alex should have had weaker powers this whole time because it hasn't been daytime. We should have seen her like getting stronger as the moon comes out. But they talk about Cameron is back at her birthday party and the sun's going down and the moon is up and she's weak and the darkness is getting stronger and they need to save her. And meantime, Cameron's talking to her mom. She kind of sulks off and her parents are like, what the fuck's up with her? And the mom's like, I'm going to go talk to her. And she goes to talk to her and she's like, Hey, your uh, shitty best friend told me everything. Yeah. Your shitty best friend told me that you found your twin. (laughs) And she acts like this is everyday life. Like, ah, well, found out my daughter has a twin. That's cool. Well, I mean, I think you kind of have to expect that type of thing when you when you adopt a child. I do love the conversation that she had with her mom where her mom is like, are you not seeing your birth mother because of me? Like, love is infinite. I loved this scene. And I loved that whole uh, theme of like, you, there's no cap on love just because you're, fa- and that's the thing I think a lot of adoptive parents struggle with, of like, I don't want my child to go find their birth parents. Even not just necessarily adoptive, but like step-parents. Yeah, I think they get, I think there's a lot of jealousy, and that's human nature to feel like less special if somebody's seeking out somebody that's not, like, what, uh, what I am not fulfilling this role for you, like, what, why am I not? enough um but it's a really great scene of the mom being like it's not like just totally accepting right away like it's not that i'm not enough it's that you want to explore this other side of you that that, you don't know it's that you're different they're different yeah and just because you have love for this other person doesn't mean you love me less and i totally understand that and i was like this is such amazing like you don't see that sort of theme very often. And I like that a lot. Uh, then Cam, she's like, hey mom, so there's something else aside from the fact that she's my twin. We're also witches and we're from a different dimension. And there's this evil entity trying to destroy the entire universe. And yeah. And the mom's like, oh, well, you haven't said crazy stuff like that since you were a kid. Like, again, people aren't questioning anything really in this world. They're just kind of very accepting. Um, and she's like, oh, you used to draw this face all the time. So she like runs upstairs, finds the drawing and it's daddy, uncle, uncle daddy. It was an incredible drawing. It had some real artistic skill and I'm not talking about like, like, like stylized art. It was was very good graphic novel art. She was supposed to be seven at this time. I think they were better than like her drawings from present day of uh, her self-portrait, not self-portrait. Yeah, I would agree. Also, it wasn't on Burns' parchment paper, like her recent photos. Well, that's because the darkness came through. The darkness sets everything on fire and yeah, explodes no, electricity. No, no. When I saw the like weird parchment papers on the wall, it was like when they first showed her like drawing and then being like, oh, and then like putting it on the wall. Look, she was exploring a different style of her art now that she's <laughs> in art school. I just like this movie, we get it. She's a witch <laughs> that doesn't, but she lives in a human world. 
Is she like, <laughs> I know you can like dip paper in coffee and make it look like parchment, but is this bitch doing that to like every painting she's done since she was like eight? It's her it's, style. It's her. Yeah. It's her uh, signature. Like, it's her calling card. Yeah. It's you. You know, this is a Cameron, Cameron last name original when it looks like, like, it's been dipped in coffee and burned at the edges. Oh. How is this related? Oh, daddy uncle. Daddy uncle. Yes. Anyway. Dunkle. <laughs> Dunkle. Ew. He's dunking on your mom. <laughs> uh, oh. Dunkle <laughs> is German for dark. So did he just like kill the dad to get all the power or did you just want to like get with her? Yeah. Both? <laughs> was yeah. He, I mean, so he was always evil, right? Like I mean, assuming like, I you kill your brother, I think that's a pretty much a given that you're evil. Yeah. Maybe. So the mom the mom here has made several mistakes. She didn't know though. Yeah, but clearly she has like first of all this, I mean, she didn't know that he killed his brother, obviously, but she's just like, all right, well, my husband's dead. I'm going for the brother. And she has a type. They probably looked similar. Yeah, but also, like, do you think he just never took those black leather gloves off? Like, even when they're oh, doing the do? Not. Oh, probably not. She was probably into that. Oh. They weren't even, like, nice leather gloves. They were, like, too big. But also, he was clearly evil. Like, he just gave such an evil vibe. This is also a kid's movie. Which is funny that, like, kids' movies, you're like, it's just a kids' movie. It's completely rational for her it's to marry her husband. Oh, no, not that at all. That's, like, that's like some royal family bullshit. But I'm talking about, like, the fact that he's evil, clearly, is fine because it's a I'm, kids movie. I'm just saying, if they want me to sympathize with the mom here, they have done her no favors. She was in a very vulnerable spot when he crept into her bedchambers and... The leather gloves felt familiar because they were a family heirloom. So when the dad died, he got them. They couldn't show it in the movie, but he had a gimp mask that also belonged to his brother before he died. Oh my god! Definitely. <laughs> Anyways, the darkness comes to the party, and Cameron needs to go through a portal. <laughs> the darkness eats the guardians, Karsh and uh, Ilyana. Oh yeah, I remembered. Um, and then adopted mom stops the darkness. She like chases it away accidentally. How, I don't know where we're at, but what does real mom do to daddy uncle Andoni? Oh, she ties him up <laughs> with some silk curtains. Yeah. But you're skipping it. She goes, then she goes I back know. to Coventry and Thanatos Dunkel, he's like, oh my God, she's been turned. She's like, sorry, bitch. I beat you by five minutes. Shut up. A good then, five minutes. Then real mommy ties up uncle daddy. And then it fades to black for a second and then it comes back. Oh my God. That is one of my favorite things about TV movies is when there's the obvious commercial break. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes back and they like, they repeat a line. Yeah. But the dialogue before that's different. So yep. it's like, so you've just, you've had this conversation again is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But like a different camera angle. Yeah. It's a different camera. It'll be like, I don't know. I can't come up with an example, but it'll be oh, like, like, yeah, a certain line. I want you your killed body. your brother? Yes. Fade and to black. Fade to black. You and killed your brother? Thanatos. Thanatos? Thanatos. Xanadu? Xanadu. Zardos? Electric Boogaloo. Thanatos has been draining mommy's powers mm-hmm. with those gross leather gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet he has. And then he turns into darkness and eats mom. Uh-huh. And then it's up to the twins to stop him. So they hold mm-hmm. hands again and they have to think about light. And then they finally realize the opposite of darkness isn't light, it's love. 
I feel like that's not true. Yeah, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I have to pee and I can't see the Turn on the love! <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just think. maybe by darkness they just mean like evil. Yeah, yeah the then I can see. The darkness is clearly symbolic, but yeah. still. It sounds wickedness. stupid. <laughs> the wickedness, they're, that'd be good. It's wickedness, and they're saying that like the opposite of it, like the cure of wickedness, the preventative measure of wickedness is love. Abstinence. <laughs> remember kids abstinence only i liked the scene when they were like they realized that it's love that fights the darkness and so they're sitting there talking about all the people that they love and of course they mentioned like the guardian angels that they've maybe had 30 minutes of interaction with all yeah, but like he showed up and was like yo sammy you haven't met this person ignore the creepy ramifications of this but they've been taking care of you like anytime you could have almost tripped on a curb and died Okay, your broken elbow is not a good example, but every other time, they were like, they were napping, or that's when they were on, when they're on again. Either way. God damn it, where were you guys when I They were fucking. That was one of their on-again spells. Um, (laughs) But every time except the broken elbow, when you could have fallen, because you're probably clumsy as shit. I am totally clumsy as shit. It was Jesus walking next to you the whole time. There was only one set of footprints. That's because he was on your back. <laughs> he really likes writing piggyback. <laughs> That's when I carried him. Okay, moral of all that, like if somebody came up and like you're the type of person who somebody is like, yo, you have magic powers, and you're like, sure, that makes sense. Like you're gonna be like, oh, Guardian Angel's been watching me my whole life. I love them now. Yeah. I think I would feel like some affection for them, but like enough power to like fight away the darkness? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. We f- we like pretty quickly fell in love with those two characters. Like they were our favorite yeah, part of the they movie. Were, they were my favorite. Granted, if so. you were the poor sister in the scenario, you're like, yo, I literally don't have a place to live, and this chick has a mansion, and you waited until this moment. Thanks. <laughs> like one of us had a better guardian angel than the other ones. Thanks. Oh yeah, you know what? She had Karsh, didn't she? Karsh was kind of like by the book, and he yeah. was just like, I don't know. But at the beginning, when he was he was pushing them together with the help wanted stuff, and the other girl was like. We don't do that. That's against the rule. But she was like kind of chastising him because like it seemed like he was the one who kept telling that to her and then he was breaking his own rule. Mm, yeah. That's true. I didn't like the acting during that part where the rich one just keeps on screaming, Alex! Like over and over yeah. again. Yeah. What like, was she screaming? She was screaming Alex's name. But how did she do it? No, that's okay. <laughs> um, it was just, it was just wasn't very good. And like the, the voice, it was again like they did voiceover after the fact because I guess maybe like the sound guy did a bad job operating the boom or something. So they had to like redo audio for so much of the movie, it sounded like. Then they did the go twitches, go twitches, it's our birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was it. It was cute. Yeah, it was super cute. I really, there weren't a ton of plot holes. There was some stupid bits of the plot, but everything held together. Guess how old Tia and Tamara were when they were playing twitches on the Disney Channel? 28. Okay, it was 27. (laughs) Virtual high five. We did great there. Yeah. Yeah. I just like thinking like they seemed like this was a paycheck, right? Like they probably knew they were towards the end of their like QT twin things. They're probably in their heads like, okay, just this last, like we're done. It was probably pitched to them as like if the twins from Sister Sister had magic powers, which it basically was. It was also another way in which they could use an Ally and AJ cover. Oh, I forgot about that into the or the the rush. 
Don't let nobody tell you that your life is over. Be every color that you are. So yeah, I like this movie. I thought it was cute. Um, I thought the acting was bad in a fun way. Yeah. Um, I thought it was yeah cheesy, not necessarily bad. Cheesy, yeah. There was cheesy lines. It was there was like comic comic relief. The audio is the only thing that really bothered me. How they're just it just sounded like they redid the voiceovers or something later. And I loved the very subtle autumn and Canadian vibes it gave me. I don't think there was anything subtle about the Canadian vibes. A, they had <laughs> That's true. When they first got into the car and it started going crazy, like you saw the temperature going up and it was in Celsius. I'll read a review. It's only seven. Oh, I see 36 reviews on IMDb. I, I was reading where it says seven out of seven found the one helpful. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, here's one. It says... As bad as it gets, one out of ten by Rob Rose, seven in March of two thousand nine. This movie is so bad, I feel I can actually hear my daughter's brain melting as she watches it. An idiotic storyline coupled with pathetic acting result in a movie that insults the viewers every sense. I know the intended audience is preteen, but that does not mean the movie maker should have free license to ensure that viewers become idiots in adulthood. I am almost beside myself with disgust. I blame Disney. Their movies and TV shows have become so excruciatingly trite, cutesy, and devoid of any cultural value. I firmly believe that Walt Disney is turning in his grave at the drivel that comes out under his name these days. Not content, not content with this cultural miscarriage, they went ahead and made a sequel. You have to wonder why the makers of this film seem to hate us so much. Okay, I agree with everything he says about Disney channel being excruciatingly trite but this movie was actually a break from that and i disagree i feel like if he's blaming this movie for making his daughter stupid he should probably just like take a look in the mirror well or maybe read reviews of movies and say maybe not have the disney like he's it seems like he's watching his daughter watch this movie and his phrasing so he's like instead of redirecting it or saying let's go do an activity he's watching the entire movie with her and then blaming Disney after the fact? Well, it sounds like he wants his preteen daughter to be watching like art house films or something instead of Disney Channel. In which case, which you parent the way you want to parent, but this movie's not gonna ruin lives. I feel like if anything, it has some good messages and there's role empowerment and catcalling being bad, which is cool. Yeah. And teaching people not to be unaware of their surroundings and talk on cell phones. And also all of the girls who moped in this movie kind of got their uppums from it and like apologized and realized that moping wasn't helping solve anything. Yeah, I thought it was actually a refreshingly quality movie for what we have been forced to be subjected to lately. So ratings. I am going to give this movie uh seven i think my biggest problem with it is i wish they would have just i wish they would have i love tia and tamara and i get that they were like a draw i totally understand that but i think they needed up like just not the right channel for a a movie about 21 year olds and like as an adult watch it might not have bothered kids that much either but like as an adult watching it they were acting like 15 or 16 year olds and they could have they should have cast 15 or 16 year olds because it just kind of made it hard to believe especially since like they were basically the same age as the people playing their parents yeah yeah, if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna age up the the kids, then age up the parents. Yeah, if you're gonna use thirty year old actresses, don't use a thirty nine year old. That, like that's just. Uh, Sammy, rating. Uh, I agree. I think seven sounds about right. I I really enjoyed it. It's, it was cheesy at times, but I can't really fault the plot all that much. Uh, just right for its audience. 
which was like yeah pre-teens to teens yeah pre-teens it's not there's it's nothing um it didn't break any molds or anything but I thought it was fun to watch I'm not gonna go seek it out on its own anytime soon but I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it I enjoyed it I liked a lot of the the themes that they had the like love not having a cap and like all of that which you don't really see that often I am right there with you two on uh, with a seven out of ten. Would watch again. Wouldn't necessarily seek it out. It was cute. It was entertaining. I love a good montage. I think this is a better Halloween decom than Halloween Town. Right? I would agree with that. Oh, okay. If you were going to send a met, no, no. <laughs> if you. Does that have to, be, it has to be about podcasts? I never remember how to do this. It doesn't have to be about to podcasts, but to, like, just social media. Us. Yeah, just some bring them bring them into commenting on and liking our stuff. And Donny, if you went to Coventry and they don't have internet connection there, and so I have to really know because so people already listen to our podcast. Never mind. I was going to tell them to like download before they went on their trip to Coventry. If you ran into your twin on the street, how would you react? I would react by telling them to check out our website i'm a really shitty twin i just promote myself <laughs> <laughs> hello long lost family member have you heard of my podcast you can find it at podthistogether.com if you ran into your twin on the street how would you bond and get to know each other i know i would sure recommend them a podcast that i really like which is podding this together and then you could talk about your shared new interests that you bonded over at podthistogether.com or on Facebook or on Twitter at podthistogether or email at podthistogether.com or Instagram, something along the lines of togethers with more or less ad adverbs. What are the, the what is the? Uh, um, article. That one with more or less articles than the other. I don't feel great about this one. Nobody listens anyway. Um, People can't melt the steel beams. Of <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>